You are Locked On Fantasy, your daily NFL fantasy podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. It is our last one ahead of Week 11. Don't forget, next week we have Thanksgiving, so maybe a little bit of a compressed schedule there. We'll tell you about that uh, once we know, but we will get all the information you need. Don't worry about that. So we will uh, take care of you there for whatever uh, fantasy needs that you have in Week 12. It's going to be very critical because that's one of the key weeks before the fantasy football playoffs. So We'll get into that, but we have to put a bow here on week 11 in our analysis here. So we'll put all the stuff we learned on Matchup Wednesday and Matchup Thursday, breaking down the games, into a blender, spit them out, look at the price points there in DFS, whether you're playing DraftKings or FanDuel, cash games or tournaments. Look at where you want to go across positions, quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end, and defense special teams this week. We'll also give you the latest on the injuries we know. We'll have the official designations come out later, Friday afternoon, but... We have a good idea on a lot of players here, whether they're going to suit up for your fantasy football teams this week. And we'll also give you a few takeaways here from the Patriots-Falcons game. Not much of a game there as the Patriots roll all over the Falcons. We'll talk about that briefly. Before we do that, thanks for making Lockdown Fantasy Football your first listen every day. We are free and available to you on all platforms. Yeah, Patriots-Falcons game, shut out by the Patriots. Wasn't much of a contest there. Falcons offense, just forget it. I mean, Matt Ryan was under siege. Kyle Pitts was contained. No Coderell Patterson. On top of that, they changed things up on us, and no Wayne Galbin. All of a sudden, they went with Kadri Olison, and he had some moments, but he actually looked pretty bad overall. The offensive line for the Falcons was terrible, so just a tape where not much to see there. Russell Gage had a decent game, I guess, if you're trying to play him after last week's zero, but yeah. It was pretty bad and uh, miserable to watch, and we want to forget it if we played any Falcons. Hopefully, you didn't have to pay anyone except Kyle Pitts in that game. You should have avoided pretty much everybody in season long here in the DFS. Again, it should have been a Patriots-heavy lineup for you in the showdown slate. So, let's worry the Patriots. Uh, it was disappointing for them, too, because the Falcons were so bad that the Patriots didn't have to do anything and score. So, you didn't get a touchdown from Mac Jones. Unfortunately, he didn't go to Hunter Henry. He didn't go to Kendrick Bourne. He didn't go to Jacoby Myers. It went to Nelson Aguilar. So really, they didn't try to score much after the game. You had a straight, even split pretty much in the usage. So it wasn't complimentary. It was just like trading series. And that's sometimes the worst in fantasy football between Damian Harris coming and Ramondre Stevenson. Neither of them get in the end zone. Neither of them get, have to be too much involved in the passing game because there's no checkdowns needed. They just grinded, got the field goals they needed. Mac Jones had an interception there on a drive that they might have gotten points on. So... Or, well, the Patriots just didn't try. It didn't look like. Because we're going to keep running the ball, we guess, and the defense is going to be fine. Once they had the 10 nothing lead, they kind of were like, uh, the Patriots' defense is going to take care of us. The Falcons uh, get scoring opportunities. They actually were inside scoring territory twice. But once it was a big-time sack and then a penalty that uh, led to a missed field goal attempt by Young A. Koo. And no points for Koo, obviously, when you get shut out. So... They couldn't break the shutout there. Then they got into the red zone again, and they had a fourth and one, they got shut down. So, all in all, the Patriots' defense was the best fantasy defense 
of the week and maybe of all season and the best asset in this game. So big time performance. One of those old school performances where the Patriots defense was dominating a lot a couple years ago. Much like that now. So they get the garbage interceptions at the end of the game, including a pick six. After we thought the Patriots were surely going to go for it on fourth and inches, run out the clock. Instead, they trot the defense out a couple more times. Pick six by Calvin Moy versus Josh Rosen. Yet another pick there against Felipe Franks, there, the rookie who came in. So pretty ugly overall for the Falcons. You get the defensive score, you get the shutout, you get the sacks, you get the turnovers. It was pretty much one of the ideal fantasy defensive games you can get. So congratulations if you had the Patriots defense. For everything else, you're going to have to grind here from that game. All right, let's move on to hopefully more scoring from both sides there in the games on Sunday on the main slate here for DraftKings and FanDuel. We'll get to quarterbacks in this segment. We'll do running backs, wide receivers, tight ends, and defenses next, and then we'll close the show again. Injury updates going through the positions like that in order as well. So let's go with Rain Dakota Prescott at quarterback Dak, 7,200 on DraftKings, 8,400 on FanDuel. A little bit cheaper than Patrick Mahomes in that shootout. I feel like Patrick Mahomes, the game script could be positive where the Chiefs are running the ball. I would like the Chiefs to win. So that's basically what I'm basing it on and the fact that Prescott is cheaper and it's a great matchup for him as well. So 7200 and 8400 are his price points. If I had to pay up for a quarterback, I'm targeting Dak just to get a little bit of savings, avoid paying up really for the really elite options, but still getting an elite option there behind Mahomes, who they put up more points than Mahomes overall because of just, you know, throwing a little bit more volume and uh, maybe Mahomes uh, and the Chiefs uh, being in position to win this game. So it's going to be pretty close with their scoring. I think they'll both have a lot of success in a shootout this week. Dropping down a little bit more to save some money, significant money there on FanDuel, 600 and a, he's a down to 6700 there on DraftKings, 7800 FanDuel. Ryan Tannehill, he owns the Texans. As a Titan, he just rolls over them pretty easily. So they're going to have big play opportunities there with A.J. Brown, a get-well game for him. I love the price point of Tannehill. A lot of people may be off him because he doesn't have a high ceiling for a lot, but he can get three touchdowns in this game, one on the ground possibly as well to support what they're doing. But the Texans' defense is terrible. Tannehill's picked them up, uh, picked them apart pretty well. He's got now a second big play option there. Marcus Johnson uses the tight ends well, so... Ryan Tannehill at that price point I like as well this week. And uh, Joe Burrow versus uh, Derek Carr, that Bengals-Raiders game I mentioned there yesterday on the Matchup Thursday show that you want to have shares of this game pretty heavily as well. There's going to be quite a bit of scoring, I think. Bengals defense is good, but we know they overachieve at times. Same thing with the Raiders. They've had the pass rush. It's just been different guys, Trey Hendrickson and Max Crosby. But there's a lot of holes on both defenses, especially when they're facing potent, balanced offenses and Burrow and Carr leading those. So... 6,600, so you don't save too much there from uh, Tannehill to Burrow. But you do save uh, on uh, FanDuel a lot more, 7,800 to 7,400 to Joe Burrow. Coming off to buy the Raiders' uh, pass defense showed its true colors against the Chiefs last week. I don't think they're going to be able to stop Jamar Chase or T. Higgins or Tyler Boyd or C.J. Ozama. And the same thing with the Bengals. They're going to have trouble with the multiple weapons there for Carr, including uh, Darren Waller, Hunter Renfro, a little bit of Brian Edwards. So... This game is going to go off the charts and score quite a bit as well. So 5900 so you save really good money for Derek Carr after the disappointing game last week, but still put up numbers, and 7200 there on FanDuel. Now my two uh, bargains for the week here, and we've had a hit or miss with the bargains here, but I really feel good about Jimmy Garoppolo, 5700 
and 7,100, he's on fire. He's playing well. They're playing the Jaguars. The Jaguars' defense is bad. They can actually help contain the run. Elijah Mitchell is a little bit banged up. So we'll see if Jeff Wilson has to be the guy there, Jr., in the backfield. But, yeah, Jimmy Garoppolo feeling with George Kittle, Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk. A lot of weapons, a lot of production coming here for the Jimmy. They could run all over the Jaguars, that's true. But I think they'll get some big plays and touchdowns early. And that uh, should help. Uh, Garoppolo, definitely 215-2, looking at uh, possibly... Triple touchdowns here, maybe a few fewer yards there in that game. Now, Justin Fields, I really like coming off the bye. They're going to stop getting in his way, the Bears are. I mean, you saw before that by the Steelers game where Fields felt comfortable late in that one on the road in Pittsburgh. Now he gets the Ravens at home. The Ravens defense not very good. They're going to show him some simple looks with the blitz and cover zero. So they'll come after Fields, but that's going to set up some favorable uh, options downfield. He also have Fields is running, so if they blitz and they get too far in, it's going to open things up there. So I like Fields a lot at 5700. Same price as Jimmy Garoppolo there on DraftKings 6800 on FanDuel. A lot of people won't be looking at Justin Fields this week. I think again a couple factors. He's a rookie that hasn't had the first half uh, greatness here coming off a of bye. People look at the Ravens defense still as being. Very good and looking last week, but no, don't chase it. Justin Fields is going to come out and play pretty well this week. So those are the quarterback recommendations you can target across price points here. We'll do that same thing with running backs, wide receivers, tight ends, and defenses in our next segment. But hey, fantasy football fans, this is Vinny Iyer with an incredible app. Everyone who buys gas needs to know about it. It's called Get Upside. My listeners are making up to $0.25 cents per gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free Get Upside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. Use the promo code TOUCHDOWN and get a bonus $0.25 cents per gallon on your first fill up. That's up to $0.50 cents cash back. Don't pay full price of the pump anymore. Get cash back using Get Upside. Just download the app for free and use the promo code TOUCHDOWN to get up to $0.50 cents per gallon cash back in your first tank. Some people drive a lot or are making as much as two to $300 a month in cash back and there's no catch. The cash back gets added right to your account. You can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use the promo code TOUCHDOWN to get up to $0.50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. That's code TOUCHDOWN there at GetUpside. All right, time to continue the show and look at our DFS values here, starting at running back here up through the non-quarterback positions. Thanks for making Lockdown Fantasy Football your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. All right, running back, Nick Chubb. Before uh, we recorded, we want to get some information, more of that here. So Nick Chubb, 7,800 there on DraftKings, 9,000 even on FanDuel. Pay up for Nick Chubb if you can. He's well-rested. We saw what happened last time with Darius Johnson had a fill-in when Chubb had the calf injury. Darius went off, then Chubb came back and destroyed the game after that against the Bengals. Same scenario here. Great matchup he steps into. Coming off, not playing last week. And so Nick Chubb's going to be rested, ready. There's no Kareem Hunt. Dearness Johnson goes back to a complimentary role with little-minute touches. Love Nick Chubb this week against the Lions. 7,800, 9,000. Also, DeAndre Swift's on the other side. So a couple of Georgia backs that used to uh, share some space there in Athens. A uh, little bit of a maybe competition there and motivation there for Nick Chubb. But Chubb is just an amazing talent. Matchup is beautiful. They're going to ride Chubb to victory, especially with Baker Mayfield hurting the passing game, not doing too much. So love Chubb if you're going to pay up here for 7,900, Staying with another uh, running back from the AFC North in Ohio, Joe Mixon in that Bengals-Raiders game. Another guy to look at. He's getting a little bit more involved in the passing game. I know Samaji Piran is there, but I think the Bengals are going to win this game. Mixon is going to have a big role. He had a big game before the bye there. 
So really like uh, Joe Mixon here. 7,600, 7,600. Those are his prices, both on DraftKings. Fiddle, big year for Joe Mixon. He's been solid as an RB1. He stayed healthy. Also, that's been pretty big for the most part. So even played through an injury. So yeah, Mixon may be changing our mind a little bit about his production. But yeah, love that uh, price point here for Mixon this week. Then we drop down to our bargains. We have a lot of those. So I would pay up for Chubb or Mixon this week. More leaning Chubb. But uh, on I think on Fandle, Mixon is the better play. You'll say 1400 But on, on DraftKings at $78, you got to go for Chubb. There, A.J. Dillon is 6200 and 7000 are his prices here this week. He's the backer starting running back. They're going to feed him the ball often. There's not much competition there. There's also no now Aaron Jones. So Dillon was a complimentary in getting a lot of touches. We figured what would happen to Jones if Dillon was not there. I think you'd see a lot more touches for him. So Dillon gets to benefit from that as a handcuff that looked really good last week. He's just a very good power runner. I know the Vikings can be tough on the run, but the Packers are going to score quite a bit. Dylan is going to be centerpiece of what they do. He could easily get another score plus very good yardage in this game. So love that return on investment. I think either side, I think you're looking at 3K at least, and hopefully we can get 4K out of A.J. Dillon. I think that's how good he is. So let's look at uh, Carter of the Jets here. Michael Carter, not Michael Carter, to the defensive back, but to the running back. He's been on fire blade. He's been a poor man's uh, Christian McCaffrey. He's had really big scrimmage games two out of the past three. He's a the guy they look at near the goal line all the time. So he's in a very good spot to put up fantasy points. They're playing the Dolphins. The Dolphins are pretty weak still against the run. The veteran Joe Flacco is going to be starting at quarterback for the Jets. So that's going to help a little bit because I think he'll have some handoffs and stability there here to help the Jets win the game. So again, I love that price point. 1500 on DraftKings, 6600 on Fando. Now, Alvin Kamara, we'll get to him in the injury update. We'll have to see what happened here, but a little bit of a setback there in practice with his knee there where he went from uh, limited on Wednesday to do not practice. So that is something we're going to watch. But if that's the case, you've got to go for the free space of Mark Ingram against the Eagles. The Eagles give up a lot to running backs. 5,400 drafting, 6,800 Fando. We know Mark Ingram crushed it last week against the Titans playing pretty much a Kamara-like role, and he can do that again in this matchup. Now we're going to look at Jeff Wilson Jr. Elijah Mitchell, they were confident he would play, but he's missed a couple practices with a finger injury. It hurts. It's hard to grip the ball and be as effective here. He's a slight guy, too. And it's a Jaguar, so you should feel pretty confident if you're the 49ers that you can win Jeff Wilson Jr. carrying the ball if you need to. Michael Hasty, by the way, is also hurting, but you also have Debo Samuel doing some rushing as well, so... And they would err on the side of caution. They like Mitchell. They want to see him get hurt with his finger and lose more time here. But if Mitchell plays, you can't go with Wilson. But if he doesn't play, 5100 and 5000 are great price points, respectively, on DraftKings and FanDuel. For the 49ers back, who uh, back and healthy and hoping to be a bigger contributor in their offense. And finally, this is another bingo free space you can look for. Donta Foreman against the Texans. He used to play for them for the Titans. I wouldn't mind a Tannehill Foreman stack. I think that's how effective the Titans offense is going to be with uh, some of these other players. But 4,900 on DraftKings, 6,200 on FanDuel. Easy choice there. All right, let's go to wide receivers. Stefan Diggs, I think, is going to stay hot against the Colts. I don't really like the other matchups here. The Colts are going to give room underneath. Diggs and uh, Josh Allen are back locked in as the best buddies they are. 7,900 on DraftKings, 8,100 on FanDuel. C.D. Lamb, love that matchup. Now he's working the slot, which is very dangerous because there's nobody in the slot capable of covering Lamb, really. So Michael Gallup's return, a sneaky offshoot of that here 
And Lamb's always going to have the better matchups than Amari Cooper. It's just going to happen because Amari Cooper's lining on the outside. They keep Lamb on the inside. Unless they flip it and put someone inside, but I also don't trust the Chiefs secondary in this one. And Dak is locked in with Lamb. 7,600 on DraftKings, 8,000 on FanDuel. Terry McLaurin, I love the price points here. 7,000 and 7,000 on both sites here. And why I say that is, like, I don't think the Panthers' pass defense is all that scary. I know they've got some pass rushers, but Taylor Heineke is locked into McLaurin. I think it's a very good matchup where he can use his uh, speed and quickness and route running there to get open. So McLaurin is overdue for a pretty big game, like 100 yards and a touchdown. I think that comes here this week at that price. I also love Brandon Cooks this week. 6000 on DraftKings, 6600 on FanDuel. Tyrod Taylor has had a week to heal that hamstring a little bit more, shake off the rust there. Uh, funny, because he came back and was rusty last week, but now he had the practice time and the healing. It's a good combination here for Taylor. He's put up numbers with Cooks before. Cooks just gets the job done. Cooks should have plenty of garbage there against the Titans in the second half. A lot of short passes and all that this week. All right. Now we're going to go to one of the many Moors in the NFL wide receiver. This is DJ Moore. I don't love Cam Newton this week, but 5,900 and 6,700. I like a good yardage day for Moore to rebound here. Washington football team. Figure they might uh, try to contain him. They're downfield, but he's going to have some underneath the routes available for Cam Newton here. So, like that price point a lot. He's dropped big time to 5900 6700 On that same price range, if you want to save $300 there, you can go to Jalen Waddle. I think, again, I like him. I don't love to attack Bolo this week, but I think Waddle can get it done here independently of that. We've seen it. You can do that without quarterbacks going off as well. So, love the price points. The Jets secondary has no one to cover him. Then one more more, and it's not Rondale. It is Elijah Moore, so a different rookie. The Jets rookie, 4,900 DraftKings, 5,900 FanDuel. He's red hot. The Dolphins uh, are going to be focused on Corey Davis a little bit on the outside, the veteran. But Joe Flacco should be a lot of short passes, blitz-beating passes, running the ball. We talked about Michael Carter. That's going to help here the production of Elijah Moore stay hot here for a third straight week. And one more rookie. We mentioned Waddle. We mentioned this more, but there's also Rashad Bateman. He's been pretty solid. Every week he seems to do a little bit better. This week uh, Marquise Brown's a little bit banged up with a thigh injury. We'll see if he plays. We think he will, but he might get Jalen Johnson here in less than 100%. Johnson's been pretty good as a court cover corner. Bateman should be the guy that schemes open a little bit more. He'll get Kindle Victor pretty much for the most part, but I love that. 4500 5800 on uh, DraftKings and Fatal. Very good price points here for Rashad Bateman. Very talented rookie that uh, should keep getting more attention here as a first-round wide receiver. All right, tight end, let's go to George Kittle first. And if you're going for a stack, Jimmy Garoppolo, George Kittle, they're kind of BFFs uh, off the field. So they're, they're their boys together, and it's not a coincidence that Jimmy Garoppolo's played a lot better. Since Kittle returned to the lineup, he's a scoring machine, Kittle. Now, uh, all of a sudden, he wasn't a big touchdown guy before, but they're looking to him in the red zone and expanding his usage. 49ers offense is kind of rolling now. So 6300 on DraftKings, 6800 on Great prices for George Kittle. Mike Gusecki, people might be off of him, as well as TJ Hawkinson because of the zero from Week 10. But Jets cannot really uh, handle the tight end all that well. So, look, Gusecki and Waddle can produce. I just don't love Tua Tagvola here for that to return here at quarterback. But, yeah, it's the Gusecki-Waddle show here for the Dolphins. So, he should rebound against the Jets. He did get a lot of targets last week, so that was a problem, just a few misconnections. But now they have a little bit of quarterback stability in this game and be very productive. 
you have Dalton Schultz, I like him. Not always like him. I mean, look at the situation with Michael Gallup and Cedric Wilson there helping Lamb and Cooper. But the Chiefs give up a lot to the tight end. They just give up short things. I know last week they were focusing on Darren Waller, but you treat Darren Waller more like a wide receiver that you want to take out. Schultz is going to be getting lost with those all those other weapons for the Chiefs' coverage with uh, Lamb and Cooper and Gallup and Wilson and their backs and all that. So Schultz should have an opportunity there to get in the end zone again with a decent game from Dak Prescott. And C.J. Uzama, we hinted at that as well. Another way to get in on this Raiders-Bengals game. 3500 only, so you can go pretty low on DraftKings. 5200 Fando now. He's a bit touchdown dependent, big play dependent, but that's sometimes what you take, a chance here. If you're going for tournaments, if you're in a cash game, you're absolutely not going in that direction. Go for someone safer like Kittle. So if they have a little bit more volatility and unpredictability in terms of usage or what they can do based on their talent, then always uh, put them more in uh, contests where you have to kind of hedge your bets a little bit because they're a bit contrarian, but they're also spot on based on the matchups, and you can uh, get good return there. So 3500 5200 they're great, good prices for C.J. Azama. And defense, we always play the game, how low can you go? How cheap can you go and feel good about it? Well, there's a couple here. You have the Washington football team, very cheap here. Uh, they looked good last week, uh, very good against the Buccaneers. They don't have Chase Young or Montez Sweat, but they still have a lot of other playmakers. Cam Newton could be rusty, making his first actual start. I know he produced last week, but that was as a red zone gadget player. But regular snaps would be a different story. Washington, Ron Rivera, nobody team, no team knows him better than the, that team with their defense, and they overachieved last week, so they should come in pretty hot and motivated into Carolina there to win one for their coach, Ron Rivera. Now, for the Jets side of things, I think they'll be motivated as well, because Robert Sala got a lot of heat from Rex Ryan, the defensive players and the scheme were called out as they tried to compare Robert Sala to Rex Ryan, and he didn't like it. Well, that was just very bad of... Matt Rex Ryan. I mean, Rex Ryan had limited success. He had a pretty stocked roster there with Bart Scott and other players. Here, Robert Sala has a rebuilding defense, and they're held their own. They've had their moments against the Titans and Bengals. We know at home. They are at home this week. So that's why I don't like Tua Tagovailoa. I think he's being messy. The Jets secondary is better than you think. They have more playmakers to contain things than you think. They can get after it up front. So I, I do like the Jets responding to the challenge of Rex Ryan and delivering only 2,300, by the way, on DraftKings and 3,800 fan. Look, I'm playing the Jets in season long. We've seen weird things happen all the time with fantasy football defenses. Bad defenses that were there all of a sudden become very effective defenses in fantasy because they rise up based on the emotional challenge of the game. I think the Jets are one of them. So, sneaky thing to think about there. How is that defense going to play? Because again, defensive play, emotion production, a lot of it is tied to uh, just confidence and what you want to do and motivation. And I think the Washington football team and the Jets are going to be two motivated defenses this week. All right, we'll get into the injury updates here in our final segment. But first, I got to tell you here about uh, Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar ever once again. If you haven't tried a Built Bar by now, you're missing out. They say it's a protein bar, but it does not taste like one. You have to try one of these amazing bars yourself to believe it. Most protein bars are chalky or waxy, just plain hard to choke down. A Built Bar is soft, covered in 100% chocolate. When you bite into it, you know you're eating something different. It's more of an experience, one that you enjoy. In fact, you swear you're eating a candy bar. Built Bar is a low-carb, low-calorie, low-fat, low-sugar, and high-protein. So, all the healthy benefits on top of just purely being delicious with so many flavors. That is the other great thing about Built Bar. There are so many mouth-watering flavors, including coconut, raspberry, mint brownie, coconut almond, salted caramel, double chocolate, and cherry barcia. And this month, Built is coming out with new limited time flavors every three to four days. I tried the blueberry muffin. 
Really good built bar there. So it's a little bit of morning treat wrapped up in the protein chocolatey goodness. So check out the website often. You do not want to miss out on the new flavors at built.com. Let's go to built.com and use the promo code LOCK15. Get 15% off your order. Use the promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. We're back and better than ever. New web interface for the start of the basketball season. More props, odds, and lines than ever before. That's Bet Online, your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. Basketball is just warming up here with the NBA and college. Football is wrapping up a little bit with college and NFL, but still plenty of action to get in there. And Bet Online has got you taken care of. Head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code LOCKED ON to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right down to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Go to BetOnline. It's where the game starts. All right, time to wrap up the show here. Looking at the injury updates, we'll go down by position, what you need to know. Let's start quarterback. Good place to start is Arizona. Kyler Murray, uh, they have some optimism he can return from the ankle injury. He's got a couple limited practice here, but we know how that goes. They do have a bye next week, so I think they would err on the side of caution with their franchise quarterback here. Even if it means losing to Seattle, they have a bit of cushion here against the Rams in the NFC West who are off. So they'll think about all that. They'll play Murray only if he's available. And if Colt McCoy is available, that could be a question mark too. He's been limited with a pectoral injury. They have to go to Chris Strebler. I think they'll be less inclined, but they have gone one and one without Murray, so something to keep in mind for the Cardinals and the Seahawks are not exactly lining it up either. Lamar Jackson is just a couple of practices with a non-COVID illness. He's supposed to be okay to play against the Bears, but it seems like he's sick. I don't know what's wrong here. Something's always happening with him with the weather changes, but again, he's going to play and have a good shot to produce well against the Bears. Baker Mayfield is now dealing with a foot issue on top of his left shoulder, knee contusion. He's going to play, but They'll probably be very run-heavy and go Nick Chubb against the Lions. Speaking of the Lions, we've had Jared Goff miss a couple practices with an oblique injury, the rare oblique injury for a quarterback. We'll see. Maybe it's David Blau time. Maybe it should have been David Blau time already with the way Goff has just been terrible in the way he's playing. So we'll watch that, but again, that makes us like the Lions even less. It actually might help us like TJ Hawkinson at this point a little bit more if Blau's in there just because of uh, Goff and just really ruining him this season. Aaron Rodgers has missed two practices with a toe injury, but he should be fine. Everyone expects him to start and play at a high level against the Vikings. Deshaun Watson going to miss another game. What else is new? Tyrod Taylor getting a start off the bye. Another oblique injury for a quarterback, but Justin Herbert's fine. He's getting in full practices. He's good for that Steelers matchup. A QB won this week. Two Tagovola, left finger still bothering him. Jacoby Brissett is fine if he needs to play with a knee injury. But two, uh, just keep that in mind, two limited practices so far. We'd like to see a full or some uh, improvement here before you even want to think about streaming him against the Jets this week. Taysom Hill could miss the game here for the Saints, and that could bump up the value of Mark Ingram more if Alvin Kamara misses. So that also helps the passing game because it's Trevor Simeon passing all game. So Hill not being out there would be a boost to Kamara or Mark Ingram in there against the Eagles in that very good matchup. The Jets are not going to have Zach Wilson in. He's been limited. He's trying to get back to playing. But Joe Flacco gets a start over Josh Johnson and Mike White against the Dolphins. Ben Roethlisberger is trending to play against the Chargers. Uh, feels good about there, Matt Canada. And the coach, has Mike Tomlin, looking very optimistic that Roethlisberger will turn from the COVID-19 list and start over Mason Rudolph. Let's turn to running back. 
you know, Benjamin banged up a little bit with a growing injury, but it's still the James Conner show with no Chase Edmonds for the Cardinals against the Seahawks. Latavius Murray looks like he's primed for return here. They released Le'Veon Bell in Baltimore, so uh, that should tell you that uh, Murray is back to share the duties here with Devonta Freeman, maybe get slight lead work over Freeman. Freeman's also looked pretty good here replacing Murray. Damon Williams is back in the mix for the Bears, but him and Khalil Herbert are behind uh, David Montgomery now, who's fully healthy, so he can't trust either of those guys. Nick Chubb, uh, like as we mentioned, good to go here with the clearance to return after one week COVID-19 absence there for the Lions game. Smash spot there for him. Ezekiel Elliott is fine with the knee contusion. He's going to play against the Chiefs. DeAndre Swift is fine with the shoulder injury. Behind him, Jamar Jefferson, the rookie, has an ankle issue, so probably going to miss the game. Jamal Williams looks like he might return to flank Swift from his thigh injury. And Aaron Jones is not going to play for the Packers. A.J. Dillon, feature role coming for a while, starting with the Vikings game. James Robinson adds a knee issue to his heel issue, but got limited practice. He's on track to play there from the Thursday session for the Jaguars. Josh Jacobs has an issue, limited practices, but he's fine for the Bengals. Jalen Richard, we thought he was definitely going to miss a game, but ribs up injury there is tricky. So a lot of Jacobs, a lot of Kenny Drake there, especially with Alec Ingold, the fullback, uh, out with a knee injury. We also look at Justin Jackson returning for the Chargers. We'll see that probably hurts Larry Roundtree. Any kind of value he has, he scored last week there behind Austin Eckler. It's a good matchup. The Steelers' run defense is weaker than you think, so Jackson can get a few touches, but still, he's now the back to being the preferred uh, number two there for Eckler if you need it. Uh, Alvin Kamara, again, we talked about the setback there in practice. We'll see how it goes. He could still sit up with a limited practice and all that before the Eagles game, but if it's not, you got to pivot hard to Mark Ingram. Hopefully, if you're a Kamara manager, that you have Ingram now locked in, loaded behind him. Saquon Barkley is still limited with an ankle issue. I don't get it. He had the bye week. I don't get it at all. He should play against the Buccaneers, whose run defense a little bit weaker without Vita Vea. So Barkley is a good play as an RB2. Devontae Booker, they need uh, Barkley because Booker has a hip injury here. So something to keep in mind there to see how this backfield plays out. Jordan Howard has an ankle injury for the Eagles. He'll play, but the matchup is tougher to uh, trust there in the Saints. Ribs and a finger injury for Elijah Mitchell, we said. They were optimistic in play. We'll see if he can go against the Jaguars. Jermichael Hastie's not going to go with ankle injury. So, again, uh, looking good here for Jeff Wilson Jr. having a key role as a power back for the 49ers against the Jaguars. Alex Collin uh, for the Seahawks, just not a good replacement for Chris Carson. Hasn't been Chris Carson. Neck injury knew it could linger. It has, and the growing injury is lingering for Collins, hurting his production. Jeremy McNichols, this is why I like Dante Foreman a lot in DFS. Foreman has been better than Adrian Peterson. McNichols has a concussion, so he could miss the game. Foreman looked good as a receiver last week, so that'll help his value as well. Antonio Gibson will keep playing through the shin injury for WFT against the Panthers. DeAndre Hopkins' uh, hamstring is going to miss the game against the Seahawks. Marquise Brown missed two practices. We'll see what happens on Friday, but they're optimistic he'll play with his thigh injury against the Bears. Rashad Bateman just battling Hills, but he'll play Cole Beasley. Going to play with the ribs. Don't like the matchup there against the Colts. Darnell Mooney, I love the matchup. Against the Ravens, he has a foot injury, but he's good to go. Allen Robinson, will see two missed practices. He hasn't been very good. He actually had a decent game before the bye. We'll watch the hamstring injury and if he can go this week. Jarvis Landry has a knee issue there, but he'll play through it against the Browns, but you really can't feel good about any Browns receiver. Again, it's Detroit, so maybe some hope there, but uh, Baker Mayfield or Case Keenum, it's not a lot of high passing volume I would expect with a lot of Nick Chubb again in this Lions matchup. 
Amari Cooper is uh, good to go with his hamstrings. He lamb as a triceps injury, but he's good. And Cedric Wilson will also play. It's a lot of weapons there for Dak. That's why we like him in DFS and season long this week. The Packers have an interesting wide receiver situation. Devontae Adams has a shoulder injury, but he'll play through it. Alan Lazard has been sidelined, and so has Malik Taylor. So they could be thin again for Aaron Rodgers. Marcus Valdez-Scanling also dealing with a hip issue, but only in Packers wide receiver I would start is Devontae Adams. Tyreek Hill, one of the Chiefs receivers, and the only Chiefs receiver I would start. Went full with his growing injury. He's fine for the Cowboys. Keenan Allen has a knee injury, but he's played through it, and he's fine for the Steelers. No mispractices so far. Adam Thielen also full practice again here for the Vikings. He's good to go for the Packers. Sterling Shepard, what else is new? New injury with a quad coming off a bye. Don't get it. Not healthy. Doesn't look good against the Buccaneers. Like Kadarius Tony a lot as a sleeper this week. Ty Montgomery is going to probably miss the Saints game against the Eagles. Doesn't really matter. It's Devonta or Deontay Harris and Marcus Callaway and others there, including Traquan Smith handling the wide receiver situation for the Saints. Devonta Smith playing through the elbow injury again for the Eagles against the Saints. You have uh, Chase Claypool with the toe injury. He's on track to return against the Chargers. Tough matchup, but I think Claypool can get going. Debo Samuel, knee injury, limited. They're just very careful with his reps. He's in a great smash spot against the Jaguars. So another stack you can look at beyond uh, Kittle and Garoppolo is looking at Samuel and Garoppolo, but you're going to have to pay a little bit more to get Samuel in your lineup. DK Metcalf is going to go with the foot injury for the Cardinals game there for the Seahawks. Chris Godwin going to keep playing with a foot injury, but Antonio Brown will have to see. He's got to do some things here the next couple days to play on Monday night. With that ankle injury, Terry McLaurin is fine with a shoulder injury. Curtis Samuel, what else is new? He's missing another game with his growing injury. A tight end, not a lot to be concerned with. Jack Doyle should be available there for the Bills game. Travis Kelsey, fine with the neck injury for the Chiefs against the Cowboys. Dallas Goddard is one we're watching. He didn't practice on Wednesday, but did get a limited session there, so maybe he'll be cleared in time to play for the Saints. It's a tough matchup, however. Goddard hasn't been doing a lot, but he would have probably last week as he got involved early, but then was knocked out of that game as well in Denver. Gerald Everett, uh, two missed practices for the Seahawks. Probably not looking at their tight end, but that could also help uh, Metcalf and Lockett produce here a little bit more for Russell Wilson against the Cardinals. Robert Gronkowski, we'll see. He's... Uh, Back at practice going full, but it's the back. There's spasms. They could act up. For right now, we're optimistic that Gronk will return against the Giants. Jeff Swain was added, which is never a good sign, on Thursday with a concussion. So, against Swain, you're probably not looking at much in fantasy, but maybe uh, open up more targets for Brown and Marcus Johnson in that game against the Texans. We look at uh, Ricky Seals-Jones with a hip injury. It's Logan Thomas still not ready with a hamstring, so... Really tough watching a football team. Going to focus more on the wide receivers and uh, J.D. McKissick. So a lot of Terry McLaurin, a lot of uh, DeAndre Carter there for the Washington football team in that game against the Panthers. Now, there's a couple kicker updates that uh, you probably should be aware of. Uh, uh, that uh, Greg Zerline is back in action if you want a attachment there. Cairo Santos should also play for the Bears. Zerline is a start in most leagues here given the nature of that game. But keep in mind it's outdoor in the elements. He's just returning after a week off. But... Zerline is out there and available now, guaranteed to play here in Week 11. So there you have it. There's a breakdown of all your uh, fantasy football injury updates. We talked about the Patriots-Falcons game. We broke it on DFS. So pretty comprehensive way to close the week. Progressive podcast we call Locked on Fantasy Football. We'll do it all again. Again, it might be a short week. The way we might approach is different. We'll let you know next week for Thanksgiving. Big holiday ahead, but make sure you're safe and happy uh, this weekend before Thanksgiving. 
I got to tell you to check out a show here on the network, Locked on Bets, your daily one-stop shop for your gambling needs. Locked on Bets, hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. For Locked on Fantasy Football, this has been Vinny Iyer. Good luck in your fantasy football matchups this week, whether you're playing season-long or DFS. And we'll see you on the flip side there on Roundup.